Hello, Tayo. It's wonderful to see you after so long. I know. How are you doing? It's been a little while. I'm very well, thank you. It's good to see you. Yeah. So for the benefit of everyone else, should we introduce ourselves? I think that's a great idea. Hi, ladies. My name is Tayo, Tayo Salami. I am a business performance coach. That's kind of my day job. And uh, yeah, it's great to be here at the Uncommon Woman Conference. Toyo, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Tayo. My name is Toyo Shoba. Uh, I'm a chartered accountant by profession and training, and I currently work for an investment bank. Brilliant, Tony. Now, let's get into the conversation. Yes. I mean, it's been a while, but I know there's a lot to talk about. So tell me, yes. do you have any questions for me? I do, Tayo. So a few friends called me in the last uh, couple of months, and they had a number of questions for me on, about businesses. So I thought Tayo would be ideal to shed some <laughs> light in this area. <laughs> because it's an area of passion for you. It is, sure is, yeah. yes. So uh, the first question she asked me, and I really didn't have an answer, but I thought uh, I'll check with you. She said, uh, towing for existing businesses, what should they be doing now in preparation for the post-pandemic period? Thanks, Toyin. Thanks for asking that question because it's a very important one for many people right now. Where do we start? I guess the first thing to say is keep moving. Mm. Don't stop mm. moving and be prepared. Now, I'll break that down a bit, but before I go into what to do, is to think about the fact that this pandemic will end. Mm. You know, everything that has a beginning always has an end. Mm. And as we would have known, if, you, if you've been in business for a little while, you know that this economic kind of circles come around you know there's economic downturns and then it ends and then it comes again unfortunately it's just the way the economy works mm. so this will come to an end and the question i have for people is where would you be when it comes to an end mm. now practically here are a few things a few suggestions of things to do the first thing would be i would say is pray and reflect so stop pray and reflect and what this looks like is to think about the spiritual perspective that you have of your business. Mm. I always remember the scripture in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1.4, I believe, that talks about we've been ordained as prophets. So I believe that as Christians in business, we're actually ordained as prophets mm. into the sector industry we're working in, in the business that we're in, we're missionaries. I love to see myself or think of myself as a missionary when I wake up and I'm doing my work on my business. So, but, so if you're a missionary in business, you believe you're really called to be in business, then you can claim God's, I call it the God's recovery promise. I think that's in Jeremiah 29, 14. You can read that to yourself over and over again, claim the promises that are in there, that you will get through this, you will recover, God will restore. Amen. You know, the prayer of restoration right there. Amen. And in reflecting is also going back to the reason why you started in business in the first place. You know, you probably have the vision written somewhere, you know, where you're going with this. Go back to it. Draw it. If you haven't written it before, actually, ladies, do write it down. Mm. I really, really. So tell your friend, you know, write it down and go back to it over and over again. Um, and whilst you're doing that, whilst you're reflecting, is also to have a long-term view. You will recover, but have a long-term view. Now, practically, the things you could also be doing and you should be doing is some bits of housekeeping. 
my son is taking an interest in business. My older son is nine years old. Um, because of lockdown, he spent a lot of time with me, you know, just to seeing what I do, hearing me talking to clients and stuff. Mm. So he likes to talk business with me. And one of our drives um, during the first lockdown, we started having discussions. We were looking at restaurants that were closed because we right. love going out to eat as a family. Yes. And he said to me, mommy, but what's happening to all these business owners that, you know, their businesses are closed right now. Mm. So we had a conversation around what could they be doing? And it was quite fascinating to hear from his perspective because he started saying things like, mommy, they could maybe paint the inside of the restaurant, make it look nice for when they open up again. Maybe That's they true. could, yeah. So maybe they could, you know, move the chairs around so that when yes. the customers come, they're really excited about what they've come to. It looks new. It looks like new it's had life in it. Yes. I was quite surprised, actually. Mm. He said they could do the menu again, you know, reorder it, add new things to the menu. And these are all practical things we can yes. all be doing in our businesses Absolutely. right now. And other thing to bear in mind is that, I mean, I, I will... I mean, this is another big topic, you know, that we can come to in the conversation. But the fact that... You know, things are changing all the time. Your customer or your client's interests, needs are probably changing, changing. as well. Correct. So keep the conversation going with the customers. Mm. Keep looking out for what's going on in your industry and adapt. Mm. Because businesses that survive are businesses that can adapt to change very, very quickly. Yeah. So, I mean, those are some of the things. Actually, another very important point is to keep in touch with people, keep in touch with your suppliers. You might not be working with them right now, but keep in touch with them, keep in touch with suppliers, even the competition, know what's going on and still be known in the industry. And very lastly, the last point is keep marketing your business. Okay. Even though you're not selling right now, or you may not be selling right now, keep yourself in the game. You know, um, be on social media, talk about what you do, keep adding value where you can. Okay. Now, Tayo, is now a good time to start a business? And if so, what kind of businesses are ideal to start at this time? My quick answer to that Tony, is yes. Wow. Yes, I know, I know. It's always a surprise to people that, you know, with all that is going on, why is now a good time? Mm. So I'm glad you asked that question. The reason why now is a good time to start in business is... Um, on a kind of practical side, is the fact that businesses that survive are businesses that solve problems. You know, people are drawn to people, to businesses or anything really that is taking the pain away from them. Mm. So people will spend money for a solution to and what they see as a problem. So mm. if you can find a problem, it is an opportunity for you to get into business. Right. Actually, you know, statistics shows that 57% of Fortune 500 businesses started in a recession. Wow. Yes, and they're lot. still going. So, yes, because yeah. they're addressing people's needs. needs. You know, they, if right. you're addressing the need, people would be drawn. Okay. So I'd say make sure that whatever you're doing is solving a problem, is addressing the need that people really have, and then you're on to a winner. And one of the one of the things to also consider is the fact that the, the, I'd say the barriers are down, you know, the mm. barriers to entry into different industries and sectors right now are down for many reasons. One is the fact that, uh, one, probably mo the most important thing is that the people who are already in that industry and business, they are mostly 
at this point trying to figure out what to do next. You know, they've got something to try and, they've got something to go and try and walk through. You are just coming in and starting. Right. So whilst they're trying to deal with maybe stock mm -hmm. that they've ordered, that's been mm -hmm. sitting there, mm -hmm. uh, maybe they're dealing with supplier contracts that they've made, not knowing that the pandemic was going to hit. Mm. You know, maybe they've got loans with banks they have to sort out. You are coming in fresh. So you have an opportunity with, with there. With new ideas. With your ideas, your innovative ideas. Yes. Um, also, I mean, right now, technology, as we all know, there's a lot of access to technology that can really accelerate your startup in business. So it's a fantastic idea. But most importantly is the God factor. It's what mm -hmm. I call the God factor. Is God calling you to business? Yeah. You know, I say, like I said earlier, about being missionaries in mm. business. If you're called to it, you know, I remember the story of Isaac in Genesis, I think it's Genesis 26, where, you know, he, the Bible talks about him prospering even in a famine. Mm. You know, he planted in the fam in famine and reaped a hundredfold. So yes. it's possible, you know, God doesn't work with the pandemic or no yeah. pandemic, but if you're called to business, you're definitely going to be able to make a good, you know, have a good go at it. Yeah. 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 So sorry, Tony, I think you did ask a second question. Yes. That. What kind of businesses do you think um, one should be looking into starting at this time? Right. So um, with what type of businesses? I think, mm -hmm. like I said earlier, any business that solves a problem okay. doing will prosper. OK. Any business that solves a problem. But what comes to mind quickly, three types of industries, perhaps, you know, people can consider right now is a, any business that is offering convenience to people. OK. You know, we've all seen delivery companies, you know, really right. thrive in the last 12 months Correct. because it's convenient, yes. it's meeting a need. Yes. You know, so convenience, any business that's online, people can access it anywhere on the mobile phones, on, you know, peop, just businesses Via that is accessible. App, maybe. Pardon? Via an app, maybe. Via an app, maybe. Yes. Or just online, you mm. know, because we've all got Safari or yes. some kind of search engine, engine on our phones. Yes. So if it's accessible to people online, it would most likely survive. Okay. Another thing to consider is businesses that are specialist businesses, right. you know, businesses that are like, um, what do you call it, like accounting firms, law firms, builders, right. tech, uh, technology, people in the technology industry, you're most likely to do well. Another one is if you're offering, if you're going to kind of a business that's offering essential services to people, right. housing, um, food, right. would always need that. Okay. So that, that's a good fit. That, that's very helpful, very useful to know. Yeah. Um, and then my friend said to me, finally, she said, Toying, let's be honest, I don't have money in my bank account. I literally have zero in my bank account. How do I start a business with a zero bank balance? And um, are there funding opportunities out there that I can leverage or funding opportunities I can utilize? So what would you, what, what should I tell my friend? <laughs> I love your friend. Is this the same friend, the one friend? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a second friend. Another this friend now. One, yes. Okay. Well, it's a good question and an important one to kind of talk about, in, you know, today as well. Tony, the, the truth is, I don't believe that it's possible to start a business with nothing. It costs mm -hmm. you something. So let's address that point first. Okay. And then we look at how you can then get access to the funding. Okay. 
you can cut down the cost of starting a business significantly. Mm. You know, I spoke about technology a few mm. minutes ago. You know, it's so accessible now, sometimes free. But the most important thing I'd say is have a business plan, a simple right. business plan, you know, one page, two pages. Mm -hmm. Write down what your goal is, mm -hmm. what it would take you to achieve it. As simple okay. as that. Okay. That helps you to reflect and then come up with the how much would it cost? What are my startup costs? It could be 500 pounds, it could be 200 pounds, it could be 20,000 pounds. But be realistic. You know, the Bible talks about, um, I think it's in Luke 14, it talks about counting the costs mm -hmm. before you start a project. Yeah, so, yeah. It's so important. So be realistic, you know, okay. reflect on how much would it cost you mm -hmm. to start in business. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about what it takes, you know, right. to get the funding. Okay. Now, there are complex strategies. Um, I'll just go through like a couple very quickly, or maybe just mention one. You know, one of the complex strategies, I, I would then go on to the easier ones, um, but one of the complex strategies could look like you having, spending no money. I call it like no money down opportunities. Okay. You know, um, I was on a training course with someone in December, uh, and the, the man was telling me about how he bought, at the beginning of, pandemic in March, he had five nurseries he had bought, five you know, children's nurseries. Wow. And by the end of December, nine months later, during the pandemic, with all that's going on in the economy, he had, he had 19 nurseries in his portfolio. 19? 19. But that's not where it stops, because wow. the interesting thing is, it costs him next to nothing to buy the next 14. How did he do that? Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, I say it's complex. It's not so complex. It's just a knowing how and if it fits into your business model. So for him, it was a case of using the assets, the assets that are already in the business to buy the businesses and come into financial arrangements with the owners to pay them over time. So this involves a bit more conversations going back and forth. It works in certain things like if you're buying other businesses, if you're buying property, it can work. But let's move on to easier things, which probably will be more um, helpful. helpful for yes. people um, immediately. The first thing I'd say is declutter. <laughs> Sounds simple, but there is a whole big market now for pre-loved items. Mm. So you know all those jewelry, yeah, I know. My shoes, these shoes, I haven't worn them in 12 months. months. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I have shoes yes. I haven't touched in months. You know, we have jewelry, jewelry that, we, that we don't use. We keep thinking one day, you yes. know, one day we're going to wear it. Absolutely. So I, I've got all of, we've got that, we've got handbags, you mm. know, those branded handbags. My step, uh, my goddaughter, she's amazing. Mm. You know, she sold a top, I think it was a top, yeah, it was a top, for 200 pounds the other day. 200 pounds, that's uh, a lot of money. It had a stain on it, but someone paid for it. Paid for Paid 200 it. Wow. pounds, pre-loved. Wow. So you, it's amazing how much money is just sitting there. Yeah. And sometimes we're thinking one day I'll wear it. But mm. you know what I'd say? You know, take that top, take that jewelry, sell it now. Recycle the money. It's like investing. Yeah. You know, recycle the money. Put it back into something. Put it back into yes. something, and you might be able to actually buy something that is a lot more in the future. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, pre-loved things. Um, other things you can do is um, advanced sales. Mm. You know, in some with some business models, you know, you can pre-sell what you the service or the goods that you want to sell. Okay. People would be willing to pay you in advance for it, wow. and then. That way, you can use that money to start your business. Right. I've used it as well at different points in my business. Right. 
and then good old butter you know buttering you know, know. it it's the way it started yes just exchanging goods and services yes. for goods yes. and services yes that's yes. what we had before money yes you know yes. So just going back to that because that still works in business today wow okay yeah, yeah. Okay. and i'd say you know there's friends and family that you can talk to there's funding you know if you might be eligible for funding so search online look at your local chamber of commerce search for small business loans uh, or, or preferably funds and grants um that's always useful but most importantly bootstrap and what does that look like? Practically, take your bank statement out and go through it and say, where do I spend money? What do I spend money on? Hmm. What can I do to cut back, to save money, to put into my business? Hmm. And Tony, the most important thing is that last thing I said, to put back into my business. Yes. Remembering the reason why you're doing this exercise. Correct. Sometimes we've got subscriptions, 10 pounds a month here, 20 pounds a month. Look at your household bills, you know, yes. renegotiate your bills. Absolutely. You might be able to pay less. Correct. Now, yes. like I said, the most important thing is put it into your business yes. because money has this thing. You know, if you don't put a label on it, like mm -hmm. the, you, this bit of money, you're for this. Just flies away. It just flies away, Tony. Correct. And Tony, this is something you're very familiar with because yes. I know it's one of your favorite topics. Yes, yes, it yeah. is. Personal finances, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Tony. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that, especially at this time? Yeah. As we're coming out of the pandemic yes. and um, what are the things we need to keep in mind or what should we be keeping in so, mind? So the first thing I would say from a financial stewardship perspective is that we all need to be uh, conscious spiritually, mm. uh, the spiritual dimension of money. Uh, we know from scripture that money is a spirit. Jesus referred to it as mammon. So you must yeah. always have that spiritual consciousness uh, uh, about money when you're dealing with money. So the first thing I would say is during this period and post-pandemic, uh, everyone should be thinking about renewing their financial covenant with God. Oh, yes. So... Um, whatever that looks like for you, whatever commitments you've made to God in your finances, it could be tithing, it could be giving, it could be supporting the work of the kingdom, whatever that is between you and God, this is the time to renew that covenant. And the reason we need to renew that covenant is because at this season, we need a grace to come on our finances. We need the grace of multiplication. What a pound could not do before, we need the pound to do now. We need the one pound to stretch even further. Most people would agree <laughs> that now, you know, we're all so creative in, you know, how do you put a meal on, uh, uh, you know, a, on the table for a family of four with just 10 pounds? You know, this is now the time for all of us uh, to really key into that grace of multiplication. And one of the ways we can do that is to be committed spiritually to God in our finances. So that's the first thing I would say uh, and perhaps the most important thing uh, from a personal financial uh, perspective. I totally agree actually yes. because yes we all need the grace of God right now yes. on we our do. finances Tony. it's we so do. true and, and that's just brought a question to mind actually Tony. debt Mm. You know, the last 12 months have been yes. tough for many. Yeah. You know, people have gone into debt 
not because they want to, but because, you know, to survive. Yeah. So what can we do right now? You know, what, what are the practical things we can do to get out of debt? So what I would say is obviously, uh, uh, you know, the pandemic is extremely unusual. Uh, the last pandemic was about 100 years ago. So this is not the norm. This is not the norm. So if you've gone into debt, um, just, you know, do not feel condemned about it. Uh, it. We are in extremely unusual circumstances. So what I would say is that um, everyone in debt right now should come up with a plan or strategy to get out of debt post-pandemic. And there are three main strategies that could be adopted. Um, the first one is you... Uh, pay off, so if you have three or four credit cards where you've racked up the debt, you could pay off the creditor shouting the loudest. Oh, so yes. <laughs> we have creditors who are more aggressive and, and harassing you. Uh, that might be one thing. One strategy is to try and pay it off. The second strategy may be to pay off the cheapest. So the smallest credit card, for example, maybe just 800 pounds on it and what that does is that encourages you and inspires you um to 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 go on to the next next debt and then the third strategy is you could pay off the largest balance first so if you have a loan that is uh, um uh uh quite high, you could start chipping away at that loan. As long as you have a plan to get out of debt, a strategy, then uh, with God um, on your side, in no time, you'll be able to get out, get out of that debt. Amen. 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 Thanks yes. for sharing those. Yes. Those are really, really practical. Yes. And we just need to choose one and just get started, don't Correct. we? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. And, and Tony, so for, we know, you know, yes, it's been a difficult time, but mm. we're now looking at the people now going out of the COVID, or should I say pandemic, you know, the lockdown is easing by the grace of God. We're yes. now getting into a, a more kind of normal times. Mm -hmm. What are the tips? You know, just some quick tips you can share with us how we about how we manage our finances. Yeah, so the first one I would say stop the spending. Yeah. So we know now from the pandemic that a lot of what we were purchasing and what we were buying, we actually don't need. Many of us have not used that in a year and we've survived. Yeah. So actually that tells us that a lot of the things that we spend money on, we actually don't need. So my first tip is please stop the spending, stop the astronomical spending on unnecessary things. That's the first uh, tip. The second one is, this is the time to have a budget. If you historically have not been using a budget for your f to manage your finances, this is the time to have a budget. And stick to the budget. Oh, yeah. So that's <laughs> Prepare a budget bit. and stick to it. That's a topic for another day. But um, that's really, you know, uh, the tip I would give is to just really encourage everyone to stop the spending, use a budget to control your finances. If you think of your finances as a wild horse running away, uh, a budget helps you rein that horse in, helps you control that horse from galloping up everywhere and also um, the budget helps you uh, sort of bring balance and gives you financial intelligence into your finances gives you information helps you make good financial decisions so for example 
if you wanted to make a purchase, you could, you know, check your budget and see, can I really afford this? Or am I actually taking my finances into a dimension that it's going to be very difficult going forward? So you, this, a budget will give you that information very quickly because you you know what your upcoming expenses are, you know what the cost, your or monthly costs are, um, and the things that are absolutely necessary like your rent, your mortgage, your bills uh, to survive, and you can immediately see, do I have any capacity uh, for extra spending? And the budget gives you that, that piece of information. That's so, so important. Yes. And, uh, you know, Tony, the time flies. Time just flies. It does. Yeah, doesn't it? It does. It feels like we've just been talking for five minutes. I know, I know. And there's still so much to say. I but know, there's a lot I guess more. we have to go. But Yes, we do. Tony, can you please pray for us? You know, money is such a big part of our lives. Yes. You know, in everything we do, money, yes. we need money. And we certainly need the wisdom and grace of God on yes. our finances. Yes. Can you please pray for us as we yes. end? In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Lord, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. Thank you, Lord, for this conference, this wonderful conference. Thank you for the word that has gone out already as part of this conference. Thank you that that word is now planted in our hearts, oh God. We're asking, oh God, that the seed that has been planted in our hearts, oh God, in this conference, audacious, living fearlessly oh god we're asking that the, the the seed will begin to germinate in our hearts and in our lives in the name of jesus father we bring every lady watching this conference every lady participating in this conference we bring them to your throne of grace we come as one people oh god as one family oh god we come to your throne of grace and we ask you to breathe life on our finances father we're asking you oh god to come down in your power in your anointing and visit us in our finances oh god we're asking oh god for wisdom for direction oh god for those of us who are starting new businesses for those of us with existing businesses lord as we begin to navigate the terrain out of the pandemic we're asking for wisdom we're asking for understanding Understanding. We're asking for knowledge, oh God. Father, Lord, that at the end of the day, every woman participating in this conference will be able to say, indeed, I encountered God in my finances this year. Father, we're praying that even by the end of this year, oh God, testimonies will be abound in this family. For everyone watching from all over the world, wherever they may be, oh God, that they will be able to testify that they encountered God in their finances this year. Father, Lord, we thank you. We give you praise and we honor you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Tony. It's been nice seeing you and talking with you. I yes, wish we could we do catch this up. more. We but should we carry will, up. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.